Welcome to my podcast, How to Parent Peacefully. Join me, Pamela Query, Certified Hand-in-Hand Parenting Instructor, as I share with you the secrets to parenting with connection, not control. If you're ready to enjoy raising your children by creating a peaceful home where kids want to cooperate and you keep your cool, you're in the right place. You'll be inspired to create a peaceful and playful home without resorting to threats or bribes so that you can create lifelong connected relationships with your kids and support them to be happy, confident and peaceful. Welcome dear parents. Welcome to episode 56 of How to Parent Peacefully. And this one is all about, given the season that we're in, it's all about surviving Christmas as parents of young children, Um, because I know that so much pressure is put on parents at this time of year. We feel the pressure to make everything perfect, to make it special, to make memories, to buy thoughtful presents and make sure that your child and your family have a really great time. There's a lot of pressure there. And don't even talk to me about Elf on the Shelf. I'm so glad we missed that. It seems to be something, you know, our kids Um, It seems to be something that's really just taken off here in this country in the last couple of years. And my kids never got into it. Um, It seems to be something that parents of slightly younger kids seem to be having to manage. So that is just a whole other layer of pressure and expectations and stress. So um, my thoughts are with you if you are uh, struggling with Elf on the Shelf. I can't help you with that one at all. You're on your own with that. Okay, so... Uh, And then on top of all these expectations that we put on ourselves or that we have um, around Christmas is that we are often spending more time with family members. uh, And that, you know, often comes with all of its own challenges as well. So the emotional load at this time of year and, you know, on parents, but especially on mums, because so often uh, it is the mum in the mother in the family that is the uh, primary carer and does the emotional heavy lifting in the family um uh, it's huge at this time of year it feels like we are expected to make sure everyone is having a good time uh we feel the pressure and the expectation to you know book these fun activities and you know think of days out for the family to enjoy we are the buyer of you know thoughtful presents for extended family and for the children we're expected to cook delicious food and then on top of that, we're managing all the big emotions that are flying around at that time. Uh, you know, your your child has a meltdown or tells you that this is rubbish or they're, they're bored or, you know, that they don't like their gifts. Uh, so and then we, we feel that as well. And there's often all this guilt that we should have done more. And we should have if only we could have squeezed in more of this or cooked something else or thought of something else. We had more capacity. So today I want to talk about how can we all get through the next few weeks in one piece (laughs) Um, and without too much stress and too much upset. So the first thing I want to talk about is that it's a reminder that you are not responsible for everyone having a good time every moment of the holidays. It is really normal to have uh, a lot of big feelings at this time of year for you and for your children as well. Um, and you know I think we can look at everyone else around us and and it can look like everyone else is having an amazing time like every moment of every day 
and especially now with of course with social media that of course people are um are sharing their happy memories and there are plenty of those but we don't tend to share the things that go wrong that you know at the end of that lovely visit to the pantomime there was a massive meltdown outside uh and you know your child refused to get back in the car or refused to go to bed that night or whatever it might be so we don't share those moments but they're happening in every family I can guarantee it so um I, I think it's it's important to normalize that and that we aren't all having fun all of the time we all have our challenges it's really exhausting parenting in this world without enough good support um so um it's okay it's totally normal to have days or have many moments throughout the day when things don't go so well uh, when you are feeling cross or frustrated or your children are feeling bored or annoyed or you, you know you're you're losing your temper with them or you're getting short with them you're you're stomping around and slamming doors or your kids are or you know whatever it might be that's really normal that's part of being a family um and it's also an indication that you know that there, there is maybe more stress at the moment and that things are are a little bit trickier and you don't have enough support and that's why things are so hard so that's really normal it's okay not to have fun every moment of every day okay so number two um is that it's important i think to remember that with such so much excitement um for your you know the excitement levels are so high with your child um, that, that feelings will run really high too and this time of year can be really overwhelming for children uh, especially our kids or those children that are really sensitive you know some kids just get on with it and everything's fine they take everything in their stride but many of us have our super sensitive children that get overwhelmed very quickly that you know take in everything that's going on around them and can't quite process it all when it comes to the end of the day and they can really quickly become overstimulated and the excitement is just too much sometimes so if that is the case with and the thing is that you know your own child the best so if that is the case of, with your child and often you can you can spend a lot of energy wishing that they would just be able to manage better and they were more resilient and they could cope with the things that other children or seem able to cope with very easily but you know I think this is a really good time to trust the child that you have in front of you and to know you know best what they need and what they're capable of so you know if your child is struggling at this time of year to respect that and to you know to try and and manage things as best you can set things up in a way that is going to suit your child so if your child gets really overwhelmed by lots of activities or lots of days out then maybe just to limit that and build in lots of quiet time and lots of space for them to unwind um if you know they're if they struggle with a lot of visitors maybe think of ways that you can manage that or maybe going to other people's houses or going to visit family members is difficult so um maybe just think of ways to not to overwhelm your child at this time of year if it's possible and if it's not possible you know that what well, that's okay too uh expect the meltdowns expect more upset um and you'll get through it and they'll get through it and you'll come out the other end as hard as it can be but often children if there is a lot of excitement and a lot you know often as well that we relax um our limits um maybe things that were not acceptable at other times a year become more acceptable they might have more screen time they might have more sweets more sugar in their diet 
Um, things might be at bedtimes might be later, things might be more relaxed at this time of year, and that's absolutely okay. But sometimes it's helpful just to notice where your child is at. Is your child um, going off track? Can, can you see that they're struggling at the moment? And sometimes that's time to bring in some limits and to say, okay, no more sweets today. No, we're not going to do this activity. No, it's time for bed, whatever it might be, that we might need to set those limits um, to support our children. And whenever we do that, often there are some meltdowns associated with that. So I think that it's okay, that's okay. It's okay to expect that. It's okay to um, expect the meltdowns and to set limits to enable sometimes the meltdown to happen can be really helpful as well. Uh, whenever your child is getting really frantic and really off track. And sometimes it just takes you to warmly say, no, no, we're not doing that right now. And to allow them to fully feel the disappointment and the upset of that so they can move on get through their day and actually enjoy themselves a little bit more whenever they're able to discharge some of that emotional tension and excitement and everything that's built up in their system. Okay, so number three is to keep it really simple. And we can get so caught up in the expectations and also the consumerism of our culture that we're told that we must be doing things and spending money and uh, planning things and uh, consuming that you know I think it's really important to remember that that's not what's important about this time of year and children don't remember the material things you know they don't remember you know how many side dishes or you know whether the gravy was lumpy or even what presents or how many presents they get they remember the quality of connection that you have with them so and at this time of year, it's so easy to actually, you know, to forget to spend time with our kids or to, you know, to not prioritize it or to get caught up in, in doing all the other things, uh, rushing about and um, taking care of other people. So I invite you to think about how you might keep things really simple. How you might simplify things. You don't have to organize activities or crafts or days out or create special memories you can do really, really simple things like just watch a Christmas movie together or go for a walk around the neighborhood and look at the lights and then have hot chocolate whenever you come home. And you can just do really simple things like that that your children will remember. Um, and that, that's what they take away from Christmas, those tiny little things, those little moments that you spend together. Uh, so full permission just to keep things really, really simple. There's no pressure to, um, to make memories or to do all these different activities. Um, you can spend the whole full permission to do to do nothing, to have no days out, to do nothing, to just have pajama days for the whole of Christmas. And your children probably really love that. And they'll remember that more so than all the rushing around that can so often happen. Um, the fourth thing I want to talk about is uh, a big one at Christmas, and that is other family members. This can be so hard. Often we are spending more time with family. They might be staying in our homes for extended periods of time, or we could be going to their homes or, you know, to stay or just to visit. Um, and this can be really, really difficult. And I love this little quote from Ram Das, who's like a spiritual teacher. And he says, if you think you're enlightened, go spend some time with your family. And it's so true that you can have yourself really well set up. You can um, be doing all the things to take care of yourself. And you could be working on your 
emotions and your triggers and everything's great and then you go and you spend time with your immediate family and everything uh, you lose your cool you lose your sense of calm you get really triggered you get really overwhelmed and um, that is really so common and uh, you know family can really push our buttons because they're the ones that put those buttons there you know they're the ones that set up these old patterns of relating um, and I think so much of it comes to you know our own childhoods and for many of us not feeling seen or not feeling heard or not feeling appreciated as children is, is one of the big things um one of the big wounds that many of us carry with us and even though like our parents were doing their best but they're probably doing their best under quite difficult circumstances for them and also how we relate to children now has changed over the years and um, so many of us grew up with an experience of not feel, not feeling seen or not feeling heard and then we go back into that family dynamic um, and we can very quickly feel triggered we can feel like not seen or heard or appreciated again and it's this old childhood pattern that comes back up into the present and we can feel really triggered and then add on top of that the layer of um, unsolicited advice parenting advice and um, judgments that we feel um, you know everybody having their input into how your child should behave or how you should be responding to them and some families are, are worse than this than others uh, but for many I you know I, I, I hear from many parents who say it's a real struggle it's the biggest struggle at Christmas is um, the judgments from from uh, the, their family about about their parenting choices and I think the thing is that sometimes parent, that grandparents, um, whenever you're spending time with them, that they see how you are parenting your children. And often they can take that personally, because if you are doing things differently than what they did, that they can be saying, you know, uh, that, that can bring up a lot of judgment in themselves. You know, I didn't do a good job or why are they doing things differently? That's not how I did it. Was I not good enough? So I think that it can... It can really help you know I'm thinking about what can really help in those moments so I think one thing that can really help is getting lots of listening time yourself any way that you can process all your feelings or as many of your feelings as possible in advance before you go and stay with family and look this takes years it takes years you're not going to do a couple of um, listening partnerships and be fine with your family this is the really deep work this this can take years to process all the stuff that comes up around your family but the more resourced you can go into these um, situations, these family situations, the easier it's going to be. So the more work you can do on on, um, on what triggers you about your about your family, what comes up for you when you're around them, the more you can work on that in advance, the easier it's going to be when you're actually with your with your family. Um, another thing that I think is really helpful is to give yourself a little pep talk whenever you are feeling calm. Uh, before going to see your family or maybe if you're staying with family maybe first thing in the morning before you you know before you start spending time with them um you know is to give yourself a little pep talk remind yourself that you're doing your best that you're a good parent you're a good person you're a good son or a good daughter um and then remind yourself that your family are doing their best as well and this can be really really hard and it might be a little bit of a stretch depending on your your own family um, but whenever you can get curious about, you know, this, my, my parents, my mother, my father in this moment, they are doing their best and get curious about 
why their best looks the way it does I think I think that can bring in a lot of compassion if this is their best like what is going on for them that they think it's a good idea to criticize my parenting what could be going on for them in that moment um, and I think whenever you can bring in that understanding that that can make a huge difference to yourself to your own um to your own well-being and to how you relate to your family members as well and for me this is about modeling those principles of gentle parenting that are so important to us with our children and um, how can we model those principles in our other relationships um because I think that that is the whenever we are whenever we are maybe facing quite a lot of judgments around gentle parenting as I know so many parents are that you you go your, your, your own family are saying you know why are you responding to your child with understanding and compassion um, and you should be you should be telling them what to do and you should there should, needs to be consequences you need to punish them so I think that um, a lovely way to actually respond to that is by modeling that kind of gentle parenting towards uh, your family members as well to you know to listen to them and to try and understand where they're coming from and to you know, if you're feeling really compassionate and you know, to thank that, thank you, thank you for your input. And I've thought about this a lot, and this is what's really important to me. Um, so think about ways that you can bring gentle parenting into your other relationships. But and part of gentle parenting, of course, is having boundaries. So you can be really understanding, but at some point you may wish to set a boundary, which is completely okay as well. Um if if you're if you're if your family members are being quite judgmental or being quite critical, you don't have to, you don't have to be like a, a um, what, what's the word, like a, a punch bag for, for whatever is coming out, uh, um, whatever, you know, their triggers are and they're discharging that at you. You don't have to take that if you don't want to, and you can certainly set a boundary with that. Um, and I think it's really helpful to remember, you know, so much part, so much part of um, the hand-in-hand parenting approach is playful parenting. And, you know, we can set limits playfully with our children. And we can also, sometimes it's easier to set a playful limit with our family as well. You know, if you get in all serious, it can be, you know, that can that can feel to us like it's going to lead to a lot of conflict. And that can, you know, it can be really difficult to set a limit like that where we are afraid it's going to raise some conflict. So I think I invite you to think about playful limits. You know, you can just um, make a little bit of a joke about it and go, "Uh oh, you know, here comes here comes grandpa being grumpy again. Let's let's, you know, let's change the subject. You know, you can just find maybe a a little playful, lighthearted way to um, to change the subject. And you are setting a limit. Um, there you're saying you know, I'm not going to engage in this type of of conversation I'm not going to allow you to criticize my parenting but you're maybe just saying it in a little bit more of a playful way and that might make it easier for you but you're of course you're absolutely within your rights to set a firm limit as well I'm not going to let you speak to me and about that like that I'm not going to let you speak to my kids like that that's absolutely fine as well um, and it can be really hard it's so such a difficult thing to do so if that is the dynamic that's going on for you uh, or that often goes on for you with family members and um, I, I know how I know it can be really really difficult and so sending you so much love um, and compassion and you know 
that if it all goes wrong and there are arguments or upsets that that's that's okay too a, a lot of people are going through this at the moment with spending time with family members it can be really really difficult and I know you're doing your best and you can you can uh, get out the other side and you can make amends and you can um, start over again Just get through it as best you can I think it's important to you know in your little pep talk you can remind yourself to really have faith in the decisions that you've made about your life and your parenting you, know, you can remind yourself you know this is I know best what works for me and I trust myself and I'm going to stick to my beliefs and my values this is important to me you don't have you so you can tell yourself that and remind yourself that you don't have to justify them to anybody else and all you need to know is that they're right for you um, and that can be a really helpful idea to to remind yourself of before you're interacting with family members. Um, another thing, if you do have a lot of family around, if you're hosting and you have a lot of family with you, that, uh, you know, it's OK to ask for help. And that can be a really hard thing to do. But, um, you know, you are parenting young children, so you've already got far, far from enough support in your life. And then you're taking on board, taking care of other people and maybe cooking for them. So I would invite you to ask for help if you possibly can. If anybody offers, can, you, can I help with anything? Find something for them to do. Yes, go and play with the kids. Keep them entertained. Play a board game with them or help me with this. Chop some vegetables. Do this. You know, people are often really, really happy to be able to help. So, um, yeah, welcome in that help. For, take it from any quarter that it's coming. Um, if family are coming and you invite everybody to bring a dish with them so that you're not doing all the cooking and you're only really cooking one or two things yourself that can work really well if you make the dinner um, you know make sure that you don't do the clear up uh, you know you can leave leave that to somebody else you know you can say oh I think you can do this playfully as well I'm exhausted right I've cooked the dinner who's 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 who which helpers do I have for clear up or who's going to do clear up while I have a rest so you can certainly call in the help and make sure that um, everybody is, is doing something to help you out and that you're not carrying the load for everybody else. Um, and then the fifth thing and the final thing I want to talk about is uh, trying to find space to take care of your own needs as much as you can. And this can be really hard at Christmas time that everybody else's needs seem to be you are taking care of everybody else's needs and nobody is taking care of your own needs and um I think that if that is the case often we can feel like a victim like everybody else you know we're taking care of everybody else what about me nobody sees me um and we can feel quite triggered and we can feel quite powerless in that role um and we can be there and feeling resentful that nobody is noticing our needs and if that is the case um that what I think is really helpful what I find really helpful is to start by taking care of my own needs myself uh, instead of waiting for other people to notice and to do something about it and that can be really hard because we can feel very righteous and you know somebody ought to take care of me but um I think it can be really powerful to actually just take that power back and to think to ourselves what do I need in this moment? Um, so you can start by just noticing what you need or what you would like to do or what you would like to not do <laughs> sometimes, what you'd like to say no to and to find small ways to get those needs met um, yourself. And the more you can do that, 
the less resentful you'll feel and the um and also I, what i often find is that whenever you start putting yourself first and finding ways to get your own needs met then people fall into line and they start to to take better care of you as well whenever you start taking better care of yourself and you know i love this reminder that whenever you take care of your own needs everybody around you benefits so the more you take care of your own needs the more people around you will benefit so i think it's not a selfish thing at all and it's it's time to not wait for anybody else to do it for you and to really do that for yourself and even if it's really small little gestures that you might be able to do to take care of yourself something really small like you know sitting down at the end of the day and lighting the fire and making the room nice and cozy and you know making yourself your favorite drink and just taking a little half hour just to yourself and um, and doing the things that you like and if you can do that every day, then you're going to be more resourced to be able to take care of other people as well. So that, those are some thoughts um, about taking care of yourself this Christmas and surviving this Christmas season. Um, if you have anything you would love, I would absolutely love to hear from you. If there's anything else that you do or what you have found helpful to get through Christmas, I would absolutely love to hear. Feel free to drop me a message on my social media or by email I would absolutely love to hear from you so um this is the last podcast of 2022 I'm going to take a couple of weeks off and I will be back early in 2023 with more podcast episodes so I want to wish you all a very merry Christmas and a happy new year as well and I look forward to connecting with you all to connecting with all of you in 2023. Would you like to get your kids listening so you don't have to shout and instead you can start enjoying being a parent? Then pop along to my website pamtheparentcoach.com or follow the link in the show notes to get signed up to my next virtual masterclass. See you next time.